4: And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming
5: an Icon.
2: We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.
5: More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
4: He has the smarts.
3: KFI AM 640 You're listening to the John Cobell Podcast On the iHeartRadio app At uh, 2.30 Yes, uh, this is another uh, weekend In uh, Karen Bass In Georgia Gascon's Los Angeles We're going to talk with a woman Allie Zacharias uh, She had her uh, French bulldog Onyx stolen right in front of her uh, They threw Onyx In a car And Allie jumped on the car's hood holding onto the windshield wipers, and the car took off with her sprawled on the hood. And she survived that. uh, At last report, the dog is still missing. And we're going to talk with Allie. Uh, This is what life is like. Did you see that video? Yes. Oh, Uh, my God. Yeah, it's... uh, She's lucky to be alive. I know. It's the scariest thing. I don't know what it's like being on the hood of a car like that, holding onto windshield wipers. Uh, Another uh, event over the weekend was... uh, Uh, quite a few street takeovers in South Los Angeles and in Compton. And that ended up with, uh, a couple of dozen arrests, citations, vehicles get impounded. Uh, a few people were shot along the way. (laughs) Steve Steve (laughs) Gregory. Just another weekend in LA. That's right. Steve Gregory has the scoreboard here. (laughs) Uh, so let's take it to early Sunday morning, uh, when at least 30 cars took over, uh, a big chunk of the Sixth Street Bridge. Remember, for a while there, it was real quiet down there when it first opened. Yeah, everyone was doing street takeovers down there, and then they had to go in and put bollards in there and, and prevent people from, you know, driving all over the place up there. So I mean, they of course, you know, we can't have any pretty things or nice things anymore. Uh, so they had to try to make that takeover proof. Well, that didn't work out too well. So early Sunday morning, uh, about 30 cars uh, blocked a big area in Boyle Heights there on the Sixth Street Bridge and officers got on scene they ended up impounding 15 vehicles and handing out 150 citations that's a lot of people right uh, 150 citations yeah and what were the citations for i mean they didn't have 150 cars there no did they? no no i mean because watching and participating is also illegal watching yeah yeah that's a, it's an illegal gathering oh it's like cockfighting, like in <laughs> cockfighting. When they get, because you got all these big cockfighting task forces out there. Yeah. If you attend, you can get arrested too. I didn't know because it's an illegal act, an illegal event, and you could get you're just your for witnessing it. Yeah, because you know you're a willing participant in an illegal act. I see. Yeah. So in well, this- I'm just thinking of all the flaws they don't enforce. <laughs> I, know, I They I enforce know. that. Okay. It's it's really weird. But this is dangerous. These street takeovers have turned deadly. Uh, we know people have been killed during these street takeovers. And as you mentioned, uh, coming up next, after that, uh, in the evening of yesterday, uh, there were four people shot in a takeover in the area of Alondra Boulevard and Central Avenue in the city of Compton, near near Compton. Now, there have been no arrests reported, but all four were taken to a hospital with unknown injuries. And uh, you know, a lot of times these takeovers sometimes are races against rival gangs or rival car clubs. So there's an element of competition in this, which also escalates people's tensions and and sort of moods, mm-hmm. which can turn violent. And then later last night, finally, um, there were five. count them five separate takeovers near Century Boulevard and Western Avenue in Los Angeles and uh at the end there were 24 people arrested 15 citations issued and 14 vehicles impounded is this some kind of tournament I, I there the thing is is that it was all spread out and usually these things are very coordinated through social media through right special car club sites or or special uh channels that they do do the police get much wind of since it's on yeah. social media, yeah. are, are they able to, to stop it early or? Well, they try. And the thing is, is that what they what they do is they can't, they're, they're kind of riding this fine line because they can't go out there and stop three or four cars from driving down the street and slowing down. Yeah. You know, it's impeding traffic is, you know, that's one thing. When there's an official gathering, then they can take action when they determine that it's an illegal action when it's officially a takeover of sorts. But there are both the LA County Sheriff's Department, because they were, uh, the sheriff's department was involved in the one that had the four shootings and then LAPD on the other two. But both agencies have very robust social media monitoring and intel gathering uh, people that are sitting there looking at this. And a lot of them have been able to crack the code to watch. Now, I went on a task force at LAPD a couple of years ago, I think it was, uh, out here in the valley, San Fernando Valley. And I I sat with them and we literally... We're in an elevated position in a parking lot overlooking where all the cars were gathering in a Denny's parking lot down below. Oh, you could see it coming. We then. could see them all gathering. Yeah. And then we followed them out onto the freeway, onto the, I think it was the the five freeway. And then they went onto the 118. As soon as they got on the 118, they started pulling their stunts. And then all these undercover cars just flipped their lights on and surrounded them. All right. Now some of the cars got impounded. Mm-hmm. Now- are they Are they going to keep the cars? Well, or, or, or because I, I think they got to start confiscating permanently these cars and then these guys will be discouraged. It'll be it'll a lot of it will have to do with what kind of condition the cars are in, because if they end up having some illegal aftermarket enhancements, mm. that'll be one thing. They'll either take all that off the vehicle and strip it and give it back to the owner. But then if they have multiple violations or multiple citations on their record, they could uh, indefinitely impound that vehicle. Until all the citations or jail time or whatever has been achieved. All right. Does anybody get jail for this? When there's usually an injury or a death involved. Because then right. it that escalates to manslaughter. Okay. But but for just a weekend? No, no. No. Just no. it's all misdemeanors and yeah. there's no jail time for misdemeanors in L.A. County. No. So, and that's another reason. It's sort yeah. of, it's catch and release. It's catch and release. Yeah. And if they've got, what, a few hundred dollars they can get their car out of the pound? Sure yeah in most cases but see a lot of aggressive lawmakers have been trying to let me rephrase that a lot of lawmakers have been trying to enact very aggressive legislation to uh permanently impound vehicles in some cases or impound them for a year uh take away licenses for a year mm. uh, uh stern was a big big proponent of that and i know um Stir- uh, was the assemblyman assemblyman stern or state senator stern yeah well i mean but none of this has gone through it probably dies in the public safety no committees. it's it's in Progress. A lot of progress is still in progress. Yeah, Yeah, because these, these, uh, because that Sixth Street, uh, situation that's been going on for a few years now. What I'm afraid that's going to happen is they're going to turn that into a pedestrian bridge because, Mm -hmm. I mean, the thing is, is they had to redo it, retrofit it for earthquake, and, and, you know, it had been aging, and it's one of the oldest bridges in the city. This stuff's all over the place. It's in the valley, I know. It's, um, on, on, uh, on Sunset Boulevard on the west side. They had one not far from UCLA in Bel Air. The thing is, you know, when they spread out and these are coordinated efforts like this, they spread out all over town. It's hard to it's hard to deploy resources on these kinds of things simultaneously on an on a maybe. Right. If you had hard intel that this was going to happen, that's one thing. But when it's a maybe situation, you can't justify deploying tons of resources like this unless you have a really good sense. I just think the penalties ought to be really harsh. And it's just too much trouble to go through for the for the uh, competitors. Well, you know, it was interesting. I think one lawmaker at one point even had floated the idea to go after the parents if they were juveniles. Yeah. Or if they were, you know, if they were still living at home or they were juveniles in 16 to 18 or whatever the case was, they were going to go after the parents, too. But I don't think that will ever go anywhere. All right, Steve. Very good. Thank you, you for coming on. You Steve bet. Gregory at KFI News on the. Uh, Street takeovers, Uh, there were a lot of them over the weekend in South L.A. and Compton, and there was all kinds of mayhem, a lot of arrests, a lot of citations, impounded vehicles, a few people get shot. Just another day in George Gascon's paradise. Oh, speaking of, we have John Hatami coming on in the 3 o'clock hour. He'll be in studio. Uh, Hatami, one of the leading candidates uh, to uh, succeed George Gascon, replace him as L.A. County District Attorney. Uh, there's just uh, too much mayhem going on because Gascon does not prosecute anybody for anything anymore. Uh, I think we, we we all agree on that, right? I mean, I got to think you vote for Gascon. You really just want to d- uh, destroy civilization in L.A. Uh, I, 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 there's not one rational argument for Gascon. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM 640. Coming up after 2.30, uh, Steve's right, you should... Uh, You get a chance, uh, uh, quickly look at the video online of Ali Zacharias. She's a woman who is downtown, and uh, she was with her dog, Onyx, a French bulldog. French bulldogs are getting kidnapped in the streets. Remember Lady Gaga's dog walker had the two, uh, and the dog walker got shot.
7: So many of these Frenchies are being kidnapped. Dog napped, I should say.
3: Dog dog napped. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, she... And I, I sent this to you early in the morning because I thought of you right away that you would do this. I
7: would, 100%.
3: Allie jumped on the hood of the fleeing car with the dog inside and and hung on by the windshield wipers. Yes, she did. Until the car shook her off and she rolled off into the street. Well, she she didn't get badly hurt and uh, Allie Zacharias will be on with us. Coming up after Deborah's two thirty news.
7: How dare you take her dog or anybody's dog?
3: I see, you see the photo of the dog. Yes, so cute. I mean, I and um, she, you know. Well, I'll let her tell the whole story. But she got victimized a second time uh, after after uh, it became public that Onyx had been stolen. And what do they do with these dogs? They sell them, yes. right? Yeah. So the dog is 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 probably alive, but has been resold somewhere.
7: Go get your own dog. They're expensive. Then then go to a pound so, so and and get a shelter dog.
3: In George Gascon and Karen Bass's Los Angeles, you can get a French bulldog for free, and there'll be no uh, there'll be no punishments. Now, also thought of you this morning. Another game I play. I wake up in the morning. It's uh-huh. like can I find material to scare Deborah somewhere during the show? So uh, we've been covering. Every day the Alaska Airlines plane that blew off the door plug, right? Yeah well, they're almost certain now that the plane left the Boeing factory without the bolts necessary to hold the door plug on
7: yeah, I couldn't believe that when you when you sent that. I <laughs> okay, somebody's had better role over that
3: <laughs> yes uh, they the employees opened up. Or removed the door during production and then put it back on. They had that, I guess the door was it was installed. Then for some reason they uninstalled it, put it back on, forgot the bolts.
7: You cannot forget something like that. <laughs> this is not a just a normal job. I mean, come on.
3: <laughs> well, I don't know. What's okay? Ooh, I think out?
7: I forgot something. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> hey, oh well. You
3: got four bolts in your hand. What were these four? Uh, it says it's increasingly likely that was the scenario, according to some of the insiders who are talking uh, to the wall street journal, they had the exclusive and, um, there apparently is no markings on the Alaska door plug that would suggest the bolts were in place when it blew off the jet. So I guess common sense is if the door blows off from the jet, there ought to be some scars from the, from the bolts being ripped from the fuselage. Uh, they also said there were paperwork and process lapses at the factory uh, related to the company's work on the door plug. Now, I'd read in a separate story that there, were, there there are two channels where it gets certified, where the work gets inspected and certified. And I guess there was some confusion there. Uh, they're going to conduct uh, more analysis. Uh, because they're doing lab tests and they might show definitively whether the bolts were in place or not. They never found the bolts. And uh, they don't know how many people were involved in the, uh, the work on the door plug. Spirit Aerosystems is the supplier for some of the parts to Boeing. And they delivered the fuselage to the factory with the door plug installed. The door plug was constructed in Spirit's Malaysian factory. So the door plug comes from Malaysia. The fuselage is assembled in Wichita. They ship it to Boeing, where they do further work. They take the door plug off, put it back on. Somebody in Washington doesn't check, or probably several people. Uh, They're doing a Senate investigation. And uh, apparently there's a lack of documentation. There's a U.S. Senator, Tammy Duckworth... And she met with the chief executive, David Calhoun, and said there's a lack of documentation when it it comes to how and when these these bolts were installed or removed and whether or not they were reinstalled. Uh, And he assured me they were going through the entire process. See, the system is set up to have multiple checkpoints, so it makes it impossible to happen. Um, And they've discovered other loose hardware on some of the MAX 9 jets. Thing by the way, Max Max nines are only used by United and Alaska. So, as far as I know, if you want to really make sure you don't accidentally get on a Max nine, if you can, take one of the other airlines.
7: But I wonder how many other problems could be found on other planes that are not Max nine. Sure,
3: it's yeah. You just have to wait till the plane blows up.
7: I think we need an overhaul of this whole the whole system.
3: This is what you get when you have a monopoly. Boeing does not have a U.S. competitor.
7: Well, I think uh, that should change.
3: Yes, that should change. We, we need another we need another airplane company. It's not like opening up a taco stand.
7: I know, no. but this is ridiculous. Oh, right? I
3: know. Isn't it terrifying? Yes. Well, what's terrifying is it, it wasn't explained where it was obvious, oh, that was just a one shot. That was a weird fluke. This looks like the first hint of a systemic problem in the way they they do their day-to-day work at Boeing. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk to Ali Zacharias. What a scary thing happened to her. Uh, she ended up clinging to the hood of a getaway car that had her stolen uh, French bulldog inside. Uh, Onyx was taken from her, and she tried to stop the thieves by jumping on the hood of the car, holding on to the windshield wipers, and she got taken for a ride. Uh, more coming up. We'll talk with Allie.
2: Do you love Selena?
3: Like, really love
5: Listen to more than a movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast.
0: Rappaport's reality, the reality a of bit. us. We're a figuring bit.
6: out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, would have been the been podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's Reality
0: with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me,
6: Michael Rappaport on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You're
3: listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM640. We're on from uh, 1 until 4, and then after 4 o'clock, John Cobalt Show On Demand, the podcast. And you could listen to whatever you missed. We're going to uh, continue with Ali Zacharias now. Ali Zacharias has a a really cute French bulldog named Onyx. And um, it was uh, dog-napped the other day. uh, And she jumped on the getaway car on the hood and was taken for a ride by the kidnappers, somebody at an intersection in downtown LA uh, recorded the moment that she, the car was flying through an intersection and there she is holding on to the windshield wipers uh, spread out on the uh, hood, uh, lying on her left side, her, her uh, hair flapping in the wind. Um, she uh, eventually got dumped off the car Not too badly hurt. Uh, As far as I know, the dog is still unaccounted for. Let's get Ali Zacharias on. Allie, how are you?
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
3: Thank you for coming on. Uh, Any word on the dog?
1: No, that's the worst part. There's no word on the dog.
3: These French bulldogs are really valuable. I mean, the first I heard of them was when Lady Gaga's dog walker got shot over the sure. two French Bulldogs that uh, he was walking. So w- yeah. there, there's like a, a, a crazy market for these.
1: Yeah, that, I think Lady Gaga really put this whole situation on the map. You know, I, I was thinking about starting a foundation saying, don't take my dog. Yeah. What? Don't take my dog foundation.
3: Or, how did how did they take it? What were the circumstances?
1: I was sitting at Whole Foods, having lunch, feeding him meatballs, and spo- enjoying spoiling him. When... Um, he started to pull, I i he was pulling his leash like under the table. I thought he wanted to go smell something and he was pulling so hard. I like let go for a second. And when I looked up, there was a woman picking him up and holding him and walking away with him. And I was shocked. I was in shock. So I didn't know exactly what to do. I, um, I, I thought it was a misunderstanding. I wasn't, even though everybody's warned me that these things are stolen and this would happen, when it happens to you, like, I just wasn't in the right mindset. I just didn't imagine that was really happening. So but she pulled it, it out, right?
3: She pulled it out right from under you, under the table.
1: Yes. Right, right from me. Like, literally ripped a baby off its mother's teeth. <laughs> and
3: and walked, started walking down to the car.
1: Just like, did it like a spin around move to Go right into the car behind her, yeah.
3: Was she was she young, old? What? It was,
1: um, there, everyone, in the, so when I followed her to the car, and um, I kind of followed her in, and when I went in there, I was shocked to see that there was four big people in the car. They were all, like, a little heavy. There was really, like, four big people in there, three women. She was a woman, and there were three women and one man. They were all um, light-skinned African-American, uh, no tattoos, no hair color, no distinctive jewelry, um, no nails. Like, I mean, it was just very, like, playing down-to-earth, T-shirts and sweatpants. Um, And that was as much as I can recall from the situation. Did you say anything to them? You know, I don't think anybody's asked me that yet. I don't know. I wasn't really speaking to them. I was just sort of, like, going for my dog, and we all knew that we were fighting for it. It was weird. So there was a little Um, tug-of-war for the dog there? I was reaching for him, but like they she passed him over to another woman next to her, and then like I was kind of boxed out, and then she boxed me out of the car, so I got pushed out. And then they she jumped in and closed the door and locked it. And then I was like, What? It was like almost like a, a comical moment. It was like, Oh, now I'm locked out, and I was in shock that I was locked out away from my dog, so I ran in front of the car and thought that was enough to hold it back and I put my hands out and I said stop do not drive anywhere do not go anywhere with my dog and they didn't care they drove right into me and that pushed that propelled me up onto the onto the hood oh they actually hit which, you yeah oh they hit you and that's how you I, uh, ended up on the hood yeah to which I held on I wasn't yeah
3: but exactly by the wipers
1: I held on by the wipers that was the only grip I could find and it then, was really difficult to find a grip or anywhere to hold on. I think at one point I even tried to, like, bang the windshield in, but it was so hard. It was like I didn't try again. I was like, there's yeah. no way I'm going to break that.
3: <laughs> How many blocks did they carry you on the hood?
1: It was about two long blocks, which felt like um, 10 miles. <laughs> but it was uh, two blocks.
3: And and they were going pretty fast. It, it looks like they were flying yeah, through they, the intersection. they
1: picked up speed. That's when I started. I, you, you can hear me yell, oh, my God. I, I, I really got scared. I, I saw the asphalt beneath me, and, I, you know, I stopped thinking about the dog for a minute, and I started just thinking about my own life because I really was horrified on the, on the hood of a car going that fast. It was scary. And I thought I was going to die. There was, I just really said, like, this is it because I don't know what to do. You know, I'm, I was too um, crazy to stay on this hood, and now here I am <laughs> on this hood at 40 miles an hour.
3: How did you – what happened that you rolled off?
1: I think that they might've slowed down because otherwise I wouldn't have, um, been okay. Right. So yeah. they must've slowed down a little bit and then they swerved and I, I, I did fall off and roll. Um, I got, um, asphalt burn, you know, in a few spots, but nothing major. You didn't hit your um, head. I mean, that would have been, I mean, I hit my head, but not like I must've, they must've slowed down because none of it was, um, you know, nothing like nothing cracked or, you know, nothing like that. It was, um, just, I bumped my head, you know?
3: Yeah. And they they took off and left you on the road.
1: They took off and left me on the road, and I stood up, and I was whimpering, and I felt defeated, and I felt so confused, and I felt so sad. My dog was gone, and I sort of ran after them for a second to try and, like, get a picture of the license plate, but they were too far up ahead, and I couldn't get anything. And then the cops pulled up, and they said, people have been calling us. Um, What's going on? And I said, go, 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 go get that white car i had no idea what it was i didn't know anything and they were like what are they wearing i couldn't remember that i couldn't remember anything and i'm just like just go get it and then obviously they came back empty-handed because i gave them no instructions so, and um yeah
3: it's a white kia forte
1: and then when i got back this um jehovah's witness came up to me and said i'm so sorry this is so awful and i was like not in the mood to talk i said i know and he said well i got a picture of the car for you <laughs> and i was like what thank god i was so happy and so yeah, that's how we learned it was a Kia Forte, exactly, a white Kia Forte, um, early 2000s. Uh, it was, it has, it's missing a back hubcap um, on the driver's side, and it has thick, um, not so well done tinting, and it had, it's white, it had its license plate whited out. They had whited out their license plate because I guess they knew they were going to be doing a getaway.
7: Was it was this targeted? Were they following you or do you think they just this is random? They just happened to be where you were at Whole Foods.
1: I don't think they were following me for a while, but I think they planned it before they did it. You know what I mean? Like, I think they had like 10 minutes, let's say, to 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 plan it. I, I think that they probably whited out their plate and then then pulled over and said, let's go get that dog. I mean, it's hard to know what went through their brains. I don't know who would drive into a person.
3: They they yeah, they must be looking, driving around looking for French
1: bulldogs. Do you think that they were doing that for all the dogs i mean i hope if we find them we find all the you know we can save other dogs i don't know like i just don't know what their intentions are it's hard to decide you just have to decide if, are they trying to breed him are they trying to just sell him is it a quick flip or is it like a thought out you know plan does your dog um, have point, any
7: medical uh conditions that you need to worry about
1: you know it's funny i was i wish i had yelled like he has medical conditions we like, don't take him or it's i, was, I I kept thinking that was the only thing I could think of. Like, I wish yeah. I'd be held. Yeah, they
3: wouldn't have cared uh, though. But he
1: doesn't. He's, yeah, and he he's okay. He doesn't have them. He was pretty healthy. Um, he's a one year old. He turned one in October, and um,
3: now, now you got you got scammed since then over I've been the dog. Scammed since
1: then. Yes. Well, so how, uh, describe a, was that. A, there was a, there was a, so there was a quiet week. And not much happened because it was just a lost dog, and we just had this one picture of the plate, you know, in the car, and it wasn't until two days ago in the morning when i saw the instagram video and we sent it to um kcla first and they they did a story that everything changed now suddenly there was this video and everybody you know there was suddenly millions of views and we've gotten so much you know press and attention that like it's changed the whole search it's like gotten it's just wild how it, it just changed everything um and now hopefully you know we've we reached a big audience and i can't imagine them being able to sell him anywhere you know i'd be really silly if they were able to sell him to somebody that didn't see all this
3: it's a really cute uh, dog so but yeah. anyway you got you got you got a call from somebody uh, claiming they what they had some kind of lead on the dog
1: they said that he was the the brother of the driver and i've been living with this dog all week and I just saw this on the news, and I can't believe it's a stolen dog. He told me he bought it, and we went, "No, it's our dog. It's stolen." And he said, "Well, I've got it. I've got the dog right here." We said, "Oh, great." He says, "Let me just get ready. I'll come meet you. You want to come meet me at the CVS in Gardena?" We said, "Perfect." He said, "I just need gas money."
3: <laughs> and so, what you gave him? You gave him a gas money?
1: yeah so we weren't thinking we we're thinking emotionally right now we just sent him 50 bucks for gas money and of course he disappeared
3: he just took off with the 50- sister <laughs> he didn't
1: take he didn't take off he just he was on the phone I mean he just disappeared he never showed up
7: oh, can we trace his number
1: let's find this um, guy man. And then we called the number and it said disconnected from the same number. But then he did, but then we decided to like play him a little bit. So we said, wait a minute, we still wanted to give you reward money. So, you know, make sure you answer. We have like thousands of dollars for you. And so then he like, <laughs> he, he, he texts back something. You know, I think he wasn't sure if we were playing him or not, you know? So,
3: yeah. Wow. So. Um, if somebody sees the car or the dog, uh, how can they help? Who do they contact?
1: That's so nice of you to ask. um well, we have a flyer out um, with uh, a with a phone number on it six two six two six four seven nine two three and that would be directly to um me and Louie, who own own the dog. and um I guess other than that, if you don't remember that number, please just take him to any police station or any or any animal shelter, you know,
3: yeah, can you give the well, number it, again? It, just so, sure because people didn't know it was coming, so go ahead.
1: Sure. If you see anything and you can give us a clue, we would love to, um, hear any sort of, any sort of sighting would be amazing, especially at this point. Um, the sightings we've heard have been about a week old. So we're really anxious to hear like another sighting of him. Um, our number is six, two, six, uh, two, six, four, seven, nine, two, three. And the, they live in Gardena. We're pretty sure. Okay. So, um, well,
3: Ali, let, uh, Ali, let's keep in touch. All right. And, uh,
1: Thank you so much. It really helps. It's great to get out on the radio where everybody listens. It's so great. That's where I always tell All right. everything. Well, <laughs> if, if
3: somebody knows something uh, and we hear about it, we'll tell you. And and Thank if you, you if you get any Thank movement, you, so you let much. us know. All right, Ali Thank Zacharias. So I really uh, appreciate it. You're welcome. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM640. We're gonna talk with John Hatami in studio. John, one of the leading candidates for George Gascone's district attorney's uh, seat. Uh, and uh, we will discuss with him the current uh, state of the campaign. Also, a little bit about a bizarre situation in uh, Beverly Hills. There's a mansion that's uh, been seized from a uh, a crooked doctor. Well, actually, he's more than crooked. Uh, this doctor was accused of hiring a hip woman to kill his model girlfriend, there's also a, a, some kind of insurance scam. Anyway, the property was seized. It's uh, it's being handled by the state. Gascon's office is waiting on a sale so they could get the money and uh, use it to pay off uh, restitution to some of this doctor's victims. I don't know if you followed all that, but in any event, uh, the squatters have taken over. Squatters have taken over, and it's party night every night. Uh the squatters are earning thirty thousand dollars a month renting rooms and hosting these huge parties. They're charging a hundred dollars to enter, and and nobody seems nobody can do anything about it. This is in a ritzy section of uh, Beverly Hills on Beverly Grove. Uh, we'll talk more uh, coming up. Uh, Hatami, I think, has some information or opinions on on that as well. And do you believe that uh, poor woman? Uh,
7: no. I I would have done exactly what she did.
3: Jump I, on a car. I would, have, I would
7: have been screaming. I would have been yelling. I would have been pounding. I, I mean, everything that she did.
3: Yeah, if you didn't hear, we had a woman on And this. Year, you ought to go to the uh, uh, our uh, podcast for later. And uh, she had her uh, she had her uh, French bulldog stolen right from under her. She's eating lunch at, at a, a table Whole at Whole Foods.
7: I I just I don't understand. Are these creeps just? Following people that have these French bulldogs—that's yeah. why I asked her that question. If—if if she was targeted, what—what what did they happen to? They happen to know that she has a French bulldog, and they're following her, and they're just waiting for that perfect time to snatch it.
3: I think it's like the thieves who drive around. They look at people dining at expensive restaurants, and they see they that have she has big
7: Rolexes or whatever, or
3: an expensive handbag. And now it's—it's it's a French bulldog. It, I guess is as valuable as a Rolex. I don't, I don't know what the prices oh, yeah. are on that. Oh,
7: they are. Are they, they really? They a- absolutely. And I feel so bad for the dog because you know these guys aren't going to care for the dog, right? The mm,
3: dog's terrified. The dog's
7: terrified. But she jumped
3: on the hood and, and, and they, they took off the getaway car 40 miles an hour.
7: Yeah, they didn't even stop.
4: Ray? Yeah, and I have this really expensive uh, Pomeranian. He's, <laughs> He's six very pounds. He's He's a fluff ball. He looks yeah. like... A uh, little cotton ball.
3: Oh, you brought him in here,
4: I say. Yeah, I brought him in here. It looks like a like a like a Kardashian dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's so you, Ray. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm always afraid of taking this guy out because he's going to get stolen from me. Some, you know, some idiot's going to come and 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 recognize the fact that he's a very cute dog. Yeah, and, and he's full bred. Okay. Yeah, and and they're going to take him from me. And I'm always worried about that. I take him wherever I because I can't leave without him. He has to go with me everywhere. I have hair like all over me. Yeah, you know, from a little Pomeranian.
7: Ray, when I said to you, what would you do if somebody tried to take Rocco, what was your answer?
3: Oh, I'd shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. You know, that's more effective than jumping on the hood of a car. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, you,
4: know if you mess
3: with me. You know, yeah, you mess with right. the bull,
4: you're going to get the horns. You know, I'm not going to hang on. To it. I'm a student first. Right, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I'll explain my way out of it later. You know, I got friends like John Hatami. Sure. And, you know, and, and, and all these DA guys that want to come on the air. Come on, I can get some help. I, I don't.
3: Well, you want to wait. Wait till Gascon gets out yeah. of office. Yeah, my next DUI, I'm going to cash in some chips. Let me tell you. Yeah. Any of us get nailed in the next year, we're gone. <laughs> Gascon's got the death penalty. Oh, I'm
4: surprised us. he doesn't have people on us. I've thought about that. Yeah, like a true detective type show where we're, you yeah. know, there's going to be, you know, someone's going to, I'm going to get pulled over and, you know, there's going to be like a eight ball cocaine, you know, in, uh, in my trunk that the cops are going to find. You know, <laughs> <laughs> hey
7: Ray, no offense. Rocco is very cute, but I don't think people are stealing Pomeranians.
4: Well, um, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> is it an expensive dog? Yeah, he's a he's a very expensive dog and they're hard to find because Pomeranians, they're so small and 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 you know that they only have one per litter. And, and that's Ray, why you're saying Ray's dog is not worth stealing. Well, is I, that you're I'm your just tr- saying
7: he's very cute. <laughs> but, yeah, he is. but we're always talking about these Frenchies. We're not talking about these little six-pound Pomeranians. Rocco
4: is cuter than your dogs combined. I don't think, oh,
7: are you <laughs> kidding me? Right?
4: Let's, let's let's do it. Let's let's do this. Okay, <laughs> right? Let's have
7: a showdown. On, oh, you're yes. gonna lose. All right, right, Eric.
4: Uh, yeah. You two send me a
3: picture of each of your dogs. <laughs> I will post them on the John Cobalt Radio Show Twitter and Instagram, and let's we will do a do poll. It. Should all right. We will do an audience poll of There's who's. Oh, I'm gonna win. Kidding.
4: There's no doubt about it. Let he me tell you. He better not win. The only bad thing about Rocco is he he got fixed. Hey, he's
3: peeing and pooping in. And the you house. thanked and, me
7: for that, Ray. And he was
3: humping everything too.
7: Yeah, Ray. Okay. Yeah, off they the get air. fixed, but
3: they don't lose their desire. I don't. I don't know how that works. Ray was
7: so offended. Remember, a long time ago, I said you gotta get your dog fixed, and he said, "No dog of mine. We're not going to do this to my <laughs> dog." And then he said, "You know what? Yeah, Deb, you were right." Yeah, you well, right.
4: he he kind of looks like a sissy, anyways. I mean, you know. <laughs> Well, yeah, you got him looking like a little teddy bear, but that's just how cute it's, he is. It's cute. <laughs> a little six-pound okay. little guy. <laughs> All right. He's cuter than your dogs, I'm telling you. Okay. We'll, we'll find out. Yeah, Let gonna- the listeners... Uh,
3: let yeah, you know, Let them decide, right? John and Tommy's coming in the studio, or he might have decided to go home by now. <laughs> uh, he's next. He's running for L.A. County D.A. against Gascone. And Deborah Mark is live in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John Kobelt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM 640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app.
0: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We're the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio season nine. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen.